0: Hello there, my name is Dina, I'm 34 years old, I'm an attorney, I'm currently dealing with a chronic illness called ME-CFS, and this is a podcast about my life. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about me first, I am, I was born in Minsk, Belarus, um, so basically in the former Soviet Union, came to the U.S. with my family uh, when I was three and settled in the Boston area, which is where I grew up, in, let's see, um, Brookline, then Newton, and then Weston, which is where my family lives now. Um, basically, super high achiever. um, In high school, went to a prep school, Milton Academy, then went to college at Harvard and immediately after went to law school at Harvard, Uh, graduated college in 2008, and graduated law school in 2011. Um, When I, in my last year of law school, um, I started developing strange symptoms. Um, I was really burnt out. I found it very difficult to read and process information And, um, I also would get abnormally tired. Um, so I would like go out to a party and then the next day I would have like a sore throat and I would feel all this malaise and I just wouldn't feel well. So, um, yeah, and I didn't know what it was really. So I just kind of continued in my life. I, in 2011, I moved to New York to start a job at a law firm at a big law firm in New York. And I worked there for two and a half years and really struggled um, with my with my burnout and exhaustion and was kind of just barely hanging on when I was working there, Um, really dealing with a lot of anxiety around that. And finally, in January of 2014, I basically was at a point where I just wasn't able to function anymore at work, and I decided to take some time off and figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And again, at this time, I didn't realize that I had ME-CFS. I knew I had this weird exhaustion, these weird burnout symptoms, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, so mostly our theory was that it was uh, psychological, um, that it was basically depression and anxiety that was causing those symptoms. And I definitely had depression and anxiety um, starting from 2010 when I started developing the symptoms. So the psychological symptoms and the physical symptoms kind of came at the same time, which made it really confusing to figure out what was what and what was going on with me. Um, So for... So it was very confusing. And I think later kind of recognized that the physical symptoms were likely driving the psychological symptoms. But it took a lot of time to figure that out. Um, so I, um, I left my job in January 2014. And I decided to take some time off and figure out what I wanted to do next. Um, so I ended up taking a year and a half off. Um, which was actually a really wonderful time in my life. I feel like for the first time I wasn't so focused on being so achievement oriented and I got to just take a step back and think about what my values were and what I wanted in life and reconnect with a lot of people and reconnect with myself. And it was just a really good time. And I also started feeling a lot better during that time um, and got to a point where I was just feeling maybe not a hundred percent, but like Whereas when I was working in the law firm in New York, I was thought, probably felt like 10 or 15 percent, just like a hollow echo of who I had been um, by by that time, by 2014, 2015, after i had kind of recovered from the burnout, I was like at 85 or 90 percent. Um, so then I moved to San Francisco and started a new job there um, and worked there for three years, uh, first at a law firm for a year and then for two years at a company, at an insurance company. And at that point I was doing work that I liked a lot better and was definitely in a better place, um, psychologically, but I was still having a lot of fatigue and, um, other physical symptoms and, basically the cognitive issues that kept getting worse. Um, and by cognitive issues, I mean, I would try to read like a sentence and that would be so mentally draining and exhausting that I had to rest for five minutes before reading the next sentence. Um, so, which obviously interfered, um, with my work. Um, so anyways, I got to a point, um, in September of 2018, first of all, I got diagnosed with my illness in, um, July of 2018 Um, so I finally had a diagnosis at that point which was a huge relief Um, but I was also getting worse um, physically and cognitively so in the fall of 2018 I had to leave my job basically because I just wasn't able to do it anymore I decided to leave and I um, basically then I moved back to Boston, uh, and I moved back home with my parents and my brother who was, uh, 16 at the time. Um, and I've been living at home, um, in, at, in Weston, a suburb of Boston ever since. So that's basically my story. Um, the last few years I've been trying a ton of different treatments, uh, for my condition, unfortunately, there, and some of them have really helped control some of the symptoms, um, some of the faintness that I would feel um, standing up, and just some of the cognitive issues um, became a lot less debilitating um, with the help of medication. So some things have helped, but um, there's no cure for MECFS. cfs um, At this stage in the illness, it's rare for people to get better, um, so... Yeah, so I'm kind of stuck with this illness for an indefinite period of time and I just wanted to share more about what my life is like both um, in terms of dealing with illness but also just other aspects of my life um, that I'm working on and um, yeah, that's about it. So I'm going to turn this off for a minute um, but we'll come back with some more thoughts. Hello there, I'm back. Um, So I wanted to share a little bit about my life right now and the things I'm thinking about and what I'm going through. I do want to share a lot about um, my past experiences as well um, and what kind of led me to this point. But um, right now I think, yeah, I want to share a little bit about what I'm experiencing. So what is life like? Um, When you don't have a job, you don't have a partner, you live at home with your parents and there's not a lot you can do because you get tired so easily. So I can't walk for more than like 10 minutes without having like a negative payback effect um, like later that night or the next day, um, basically like exhaustion um, of some kind. So... You can't really exercise, can't really do any like cognitively demanding activities. Um, Like, you know, even like reading a book can be difficult sometimes. Um, I was thinking of maybe doing some LSAT tutoring, um, but like one hour of working on LSAT problems is just too much for me. Um, So what do you do? Well, when I first left my job um, in September of 2018, it was a relief um, to not have anything to do because I'd been pushing myself so hard at work and that was very tiring. So when I didn't have that obligation anymore, I felt really happy. Um, Now, then I felt like incredibly bored and just didn't know what to do with myself and that made me really miserable. And then I kind of came to a place where I accepted the situation that I was in more and kind of settled into and got used to a rhythm. So that's pretty much where I'm at now. So basically during the day, I'll spend a lot of time hanging out with my parents, um, just like chatting with my mom on the couch or like around the kitchen table Um, and Used to be with my brother, too, but he just went off to college. Um, He's a freshman. He, uh, He was remote for the first semester. So for his first semester freshman year, this fall, he was living at home. But now he is on campus for his second semester, which is very exciting. And I'm sure I'll be talking more about my brother. He also has his own podcast, which kind of inspired me, called Elephant Whisperers. You guys should check it out it's a little bit of a different style than mine, um, but it is wonderful. Anyway, so I'd hang out with my parents and used to be my brother. And then I'd like read a lot of stuff online because like short chunks of information, or like an article or like a ton of Twitter, I can handle cognitively better. And I found that like really enjoyable. I really like following stuff about politics, pop culture, just, like, different debates that are happening online. So I found that interesting and enjoyable. Um, I would need to rest sometimes, just, like, lie in bed and not do anything. Um, sometimes visit with family or friends. Obviously not as, not as big of an option um, with corona. Then there's, like, the task of just doing, like my treatments, um, and like managing all that and scheduling appointments with different doctors and having different doctors appointments and dealing with the insurance companies, um, which can sometimes feel like a full-time job. So that's like really the main things that I was doing. And then like obviously chatting online with friends and stuff. Um, and then I've tried to cultivate some other hobbies, So for a while, I tried to learn French. And then most recently, I tried to relearn Spanish. And that was going pretty well for a couple of months. But I was unfortunately feeling really burnt out from it. So I'm taking a break now and we'll see kind of what happens with that. So the other thing... Other than what I've been doing, I wanted to share a little bit about what it feels like um, to be kind of outside of the world and removed from the world of healthy people and just kind of not even being able to imagine what it's like to lead a healthy life and feeling like you're in some kind of underworld where you're just disconnected from the healthy world, the world of healthy people. And this is something I've talked about with my chronic illness friends, and it can feel like very isolating and depressing to be like just disconnected from that. Um, So that's something that I've definitely been struggling with. So the other thing is I've tried to date while being sick, and that has had like mixed success. Um, I've been surprised at how many people are just, even though I'm like really open and upfront about being ill... Because I have to be, because people are like, what do you do for work? Where do you live? And it's like, I don't work. I live with my parents. Um, So I've had to be pretty open. And people have been surprisingly receptive to that. Um, But I still, it's just been hard because obviously corona, then dating itself just like sucks and is really difficult. And then I just don't have a lot of energy to devote to forming a relationship because I'm tired a lot of the time and going out on dates is really tiring. So those are kind of the factors there. The other thing is I'm on a a medication that really helps me um, so I can't really get off of it and it causes weight gain. So over the past two years I've gained almost 40 pounds, uh, maybe like 35 pounds. On this new medication or or whatever this medication so that obviously makes me feel a lot more self-conscious about my body and about dating as well so so those are two things Um, just like feeling kind of separate from the healthy world is one thing and then the experience of dating and not really fully being able to date is another the other thing I wanted to mention um, is just something that's kind of separate from my illness, and that's that I, a lot of my dear friends, um, you know, from all stages of life—from high school, from college, from law school, from work—they're obviously busy living their lives. They're raising kids, they have their jobs, um, they have their partners, they live in different cities, so. Kind of staying connected has been a challenge for me. Um, and I think, I think this isn't just because I'm sick. I mean, it's partially because I have so much time on my hands to connect and other people obviously do not. Um, and just it's partially because we're just living very different lives and people are busy. So I've kind of like one thing that I've been focusing on is looking for other ways to connect with people. And that's particularly true because so separate and apart, again, for my health issues in September, um, after dealing with some relationship issues where basically like I had a couple of guys that I was interested in and then I broke it off with them and then I was like freaking out, like why did I break it off, which was like following like a very familiar pattern for me. Um, I decided to start therapy to try to figure out like what my deal was with relationships and with indecision and basically like try to work through some of my just the issues that I've always had independently of being sick. Um, and that also gives me like something else to work on and something to think about. Um, so yeah, so I've been seeing a therapist since September. And one of the things that has been kind of a realization is how important connection is to me just, like, as a life value and something that I really care about and, like, just makes me really feel good. Um, And yet, like, there are so many ways in which I push away a connection um, because I'm scared that it will make me make some kind of mistake or just, like, follow the wrong path in life or, yeah, just be, like, the wrong thing in some way. And I'm scared to just kind of go with the flow and let relationships develop on their own. Um, so anyways, I've been working on that with my therapist. And I've also... Um... Okay, I'm not sure why I got cut off there mid-thought. I'm still ironing out the kinks in this process, obviously, And I know I'm sharing a lot of information um, all at once, which may be overwhelming um, to any listeners. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I just have a lot to say. And um, I've recently been participating in this um, kind of self-development program called Reclamation, um, which has given me a lot of insights and interesting things to think about. and yeah, it's just given me a lot to say, and I guess I'm using this as kind of like a, um, a place where I can share that. I'm not sure if it will be of interest to a lot of people or not. The other thing that I wanted to talk about um, is, well, let me try to remember what I wanted to talk about. Oh, yes. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the silver linings um, of being sick um, because I don't want to suggest that it's all bad and it's not all bad. And um, I think it's important to acknowledge um, all aspects of something and sit with like ambiguous or ambivalent or um, complicated feelings about something. Um, Obviously, I would 100 percent rather be healthy and living a full, rich life as a healthy person. Um, But I am doing the best that I can to live a full, rich life, as full and rich as possible as a sick person. And even though I feel like I'm missing out on things and development um, that I could be having out in the world, um, I do have some things that are wonderful. Um, The most wonderful thing is my family. Um, they have just been so supportive of me. Um, they take amazing care of me and we're just so close. Um, and I just, I don't know, just that's like the bright spot in my life is like just our connection with my parents, my brother, my grandparents, even my extended family. Um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, and I mean, especially just that um like, the closest circle of my mom, my dad, and my brother, I just, um, yeah, it's just, it's just an incredible connection, and the ability to spend all this time with them, um, which I wouldn't have gotten otherwise, is wonderful, and um, especially the ability to spend time with my brother, um, because I moved home when he was 16, and I basically got to be with him um, during his last two years of high school um and his first semester of college and we have a huge age gap um I'm 16 years older than him so being able to we so we didn't basically grow up together and then I was living in New York and I was living in San Francisco so we haven't spent like that much time just living in the same place um and that experience of spending that time with him has been incredible um So that's one thing. And then the other thing that I'm really grateful for is just the peace of mind that I have, um, which I didn't have um, at the beginning of this illness experience and really is like a piece that I've developed um, relatively recently, I think. And just having time for reflection and being able to do that reflection, having time for... um, know just like reading interesting things and not having a lot of pressure not having a lot of obligations um as much as I would prefer again to be healthy and have those obligations um there's something in just kind of the peacefulness and quietude of my life that is also kind of has some beneficial elements I guess um So I guess I wanted to also delve in a little bit more um, into what I was saying about um, my experiences doing therapy. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself a little bit because I honestly like just spout out stuff and I'm not sure what I've already said. (laughs) Um, So but yeah, I've been working a lot with my therapist on this idea of like allowing myself to connect with other people and like recognizing how much of a value that is for me and part of that has been signing up for this program I mentioned this reclamation Um, and that experience has brought me um, in touch with a lot of really cool people and I'm excited about it. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably enough for one podcast episode. I um I'm hoping that I will also get to have some guests, um some friends um or family members on this show with me at some point if I decide to continue it. Um which is TBD. Um so yeah, look forward to that. Look forward to more musings from me. Um, yeah and I guess like where everything's changing um I mean things just things just change not everything's changing. I'm trying to say that um what- the way I'm looking at things kind of changes all the time, obviously, but right now, um I'm just thinking about kind of my goal for the year, which is to experience moments of joy um and kind of the pillars of that are um connection with other people um growth and self discovery and the other one which is might not be for this year given covid and given my health issues but the other thing that i just want to cultivate and that i think is really important to me that i've ignored at other times is just the sense of adventure and newness and just loving the experience of new things and just i think Just again, like another one of my goals is just not letting my fear and need to control things get in the way of broadening my life and expanding my life and experiencing um, new things, new emotions, um, new connections with other people. Uh, And this podcast is part of that. So thanks for listening in. Bye.